Hello and welcome to season two, episode three of the Perspective Podcast. I am back again, ready to talk to two motivated music industry students here at the University of Southern California, Katie and Alana. Together, they founded 840 West, which is USC's first ever student record label, which strives to sign USC artists and provide the same services in which record labels would. Katie Nussbaum specifically is the marketing team lead, and Alana Tegioff is the business affairs team lead. In today's episode, we are going to dive into how they started this record label, how they find talent, and the ins and outs of the music industry from a student point of view. With that being said, let's see what Katie and Alana's perspective really is. Katie and Alana, welcome to Perspective. I am excited to have two music industry experts here with me today, as this is an area that I really don't know that much about. So before we jump into like all things 840 West specifically, I like to like have our listeners just get situated. So if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe why you both got involved in the music industry specifically. Yeah, I mean, I grew up singing, performing, doing all types of things, all types of things um, around community musical theater and just any singing opportunity I could get when I was little. Um, So always had a love for that, but kind of as I got older, I realized I didn't have the same drive that a lot of kids do who want to go and pursue this, um, pursue like performing professionally. So I found out when I was applying to colleges about this music industry program that they have at a few different schools. Um, USC is best known for it probably along with like Syracuse, Miami, um, a few others, Belmont. Um, But yeah, so ended up getting into the business side of music that way. I'd always known there had to be a behind the scenes somehow, Mm -hmm. um, but just didn't really know to what capacity that was. Um, And yeah, so ended up getting in here. And since day one, I've been learning some pretty cool stuff and throwing myself into publicity, um, some stuff on the live music scene. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm very similar to Katie. I was a classical musician kind of starting at like age five up until the end of high school. I was a classical bassist and I loved it. I did like youth orchestras and like all state orchestras, which was super cool. But like Katie, I kind of just didn't see myself like going the classical musician route and I've always just like had a very like strong love for the legal system funny enough like I just love law who doesn't Um, (laughs) so I also found out about the music industry program here and I thought it was kind of perfect because I have the like classical musician background that one it would help one with when entering like a music industry program like here um but then also being able to focus on like the business aspect of the industry is what I really love. And I'm also minoring in law here. So it's, it's kind of cool that I can take like music law classes and then take like a tort law class and be like, okay, no music is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of how I ended up here. That's nice that you guys like both have the background of like in the performing arts though. Cause you can like really understand artists and like what totally. they need and what they want. Absolutely. Um, so how did you guys meet? And how did you decide to, like, start this? Like, what was the conversation that sparked 840 West? So this is kind of a two-parter. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll start with how we met. Yeah. So cute. So cute. So for middle school, I 
transferred to the public school system in my neighborhood and from day one literally didn't know anyone and I remember seeing Alana and thinking god she's the coolest hair I've ever seen <laughs> was it like the pink it was the it was the curly ringlets with like the pink highlights oh my god yeah. what a time I was like wow she's awesome I need to be her friend <laughs> um so somewhere around middle school we got tight yeah um both shared a love for music mm-hmm. she introduced me to some of my favorite bands still. I think oh Dan Auerbach was. I feel Black we had Keys. our whole Black Keys like music video. Do you remember that? We like did a Titan up cover. I do remember. Love that. that. That's so funny. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> lots of fun there. But then, if you want to touch on how 840 kind of started. Yeah. So Katie and I came to USC in the midst of COVID, and we weren't on campus, and we didn't have like that traditional college experience our first year at all. And so um, I think we got an email from. Mike. From Mike? Was it Mike? Yeah, the head of the music industry program. Yeah, and he he kind of just, like, talked about this new group that, like, we, we could get started in. It was, like, it was originally called Music Industry Connection, and it was kind of just, like, a place for everyone in music, in the music industry program to come together and kind of, like, work on projects and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Katie had the brilliant idea of starting a record label at USC because USC's never had one before and that's kind of we've just been working on that since freshman year in COVID yeah it was a little passion project totally midst of everything totally why did you name it 840 West I'm very curious about this so 840 West is the address of Thornton Oh, it's okay. 840 West something, some number. It sure. works. It so works. It, it works cool? really well. Right? Because I was like doing some research, whatever, before this, and I was like, wait a minute, 840 West. Like, what? where did that stem from? So that's perfect. Yeah. What did you have to do to like really establish this? So I know that that teacher like reached out to you, and then Katie, you had the idea to start a record label, but what was like the first step you took to like solidify like this plan? Um, yeah, well, basically it was me and Alana and we were paired with two seniors at the time, um, who also showed interest in kind of revamping this club. And after basically the whole year of COVID, it was just kind of us having monthly Zoom meetings, mm-hmm. kind of planning for the next year. Cause there wasn't much we could do virtually. It was hard to campaign. Like we couldn't have live music events, things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so our sophomore year when we got to start meeting in person that's kind of when it came to a fuller form mm-hmm. um we were able to take on team leads we led interviews i think virtually before sophomore year yeah so it was like summer yeah so at that point there was like 10 of us um which was great and we all planned to take on more people we all held interviews took more people onto our teams um but yeah, so since then, it's been growing. Those se- seniors have since graduated. Um, we have two current seniors who are our co-presidents now, and they're awesome, Emily and Blake. Um, and then me and Alana and a few other people are team leads. Mm-hmm. And this year, we have the biggest team we've had yet. We have like over 50 of us. Oh, wow. So each of us were able to bring on a good number of people. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's it's the best it's been for yeah. sure. And I think the biggest thing for 840 like since it's been started was our di- we got a distribution deal with Universal and Grooves and that was kind of oh, wow. when we were like, "Oh wait, like this is this is happening. Like mm-hmm. this is a record label now." Yeah. And I think that's kind of when we all like really started taking things seriously, which was nice. It was mm-hmm. a nice little push for us. Totally. Can you explain a little bit what exactly a record label does? Cuz I don't know if I fully understand if we're being honest. Yeah. Um, so 
we okay we really cannot call ourselves a record label we we're artist services okay. we kind of call ourselves a record label for we're like branded as the aesthetics label. of it okay yeah so i think that just sounds cooler than artist services right but basically a label is just a big a big company that does everything for you as an artist. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's just like different aspects in a record label. So you have like a business team, an A&R team, a creative team, and we're so, trying to mimic that Okay. of what a record label does. So like every, every department or whatever mm-hmm. at a label has its own job for the artist. And that's kind of what we're trying to do here. Right. Got it. And a full service label, you also see things like merch and touring and things like that. So Obviously, we don't have the capacity to do that kind of thing as college students um, and don't have the money because, mm-hmm. my God, it's a lot. Um, but yeah, so we, as an artist services team, are just helping with things like marketing on social media mm-hmm. or creative, making those things to post on social media, helping with music videos, um, business and legal. Mm-hmm doing contracts yeah. and things like that. So when we like we throw some we throw our um, annual show Insomnia which is happening next Wednesday and mm-hmm. so like the business team would like my team would write contracts for the venue and for the and like artist agreements and all that. So it's mimicking what a label would do but in a like a very like smaller form. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And who was the first artist that you guys signed? Was it Megan Windsor? Megan Windsor. Megan Windsor. How did you find her? So one of the seniors who was involved from day one that first year, he um, was close to the music industry. Okay. And brought her on. And how do you find other talent? Like, how do you, like, scout people out and then, like, reach out to them? Do they reach out to you or what's the process? So we have our A&R team and that's our artists and repertoire team. And so they basically, their job is to find, like, the next big talent and so they'll like in our meetings they'll be talking about what artists at USC they think could benefit from 840 and then they'll then go and reach out to them and like have meetings and see if this could be a good fit but I think that a lot of artists also reach out to us yeah we have a submission email got artists who want help directly and what's great is they don't have to come on and have us do everything Mm -hmm. we're happy to help them with one thing if they need help with shooting a music video great we'll connect you with the right people oh nice you need help with posting on social media Great, we'll do that for you. We'll set right. up a schedule, things like that. We don't need to like do everything for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. So like anyone can come to you. And totally. Seek yeah. help. That's yeah. super nice. But Absolutely. the A and R team kind of like takes charge of the talent and then runs it by us. And then we're like, okay, if we love this person, let's go forward and work with them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. How many artists do you have currently? I have no idea. I think there's like four or five. There's right now we're working actively with two. Okay. Like we're on two major projects right now. Yeah. Um, Alex Oliva, who's great, he just released a track called Three Car Garage, and it is so good. Yeah, it is. And the music video is so fun. He's he's just awesome. Like, yeah, he's the best personality. I love him. He's great. Um, and just such a catchy song. Like, I think it could really, really be a big one. I know. Um, and then Jane Honor yeah. just released a track called Hole, which is more like indie pop, like a little grungy. I love it. She's awesome. Yeah, she's cool. Um, so yeah, those are the two right now, and then we have our big concert coming up. And then after that, we'll kind of be able to take a step back and look at our roster and yeah. see what's next. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we just have to get over this hump. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys, like, target specific, like, genres of music, or do you, like, welcome everyone? I feel like we're pretty open to everything, but we we tend to, like, stick towards, like, the indie pop kind of mm-hmm. genre. I yeah. feel like that's kind of where most people fall in, especially with our show Insomnia next week. Like, the lineup is 
kind of that genre. Yeah. Okay. Funny enough, I did have a girl reach out to me asking for publicity help with her classical music and I was like oh interesting I, I was like, love that I, like, I so wish cool. I knew more because <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know like I don't know who to I don't That's know what so magazines though. write about classical music and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm working on a project right now, but let me get back to you after that. I'd love to try and do some searching for you. Yeah, that so would be sweet. such an interesting learning experience. Yeah, totally. Would you guys sound like a DJ? Because I feel like there's so many DJs at USC. Totally. Yeah, I like, think we have or have definitely had conversations with a few. Yes. Okay, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Those guys are harder to pin down because they're just like, I'll just make a track on SoundCloud and release it. We're like, <laughs> okay. You're like, okay, cool. Just yeah, stick to the great. schedule. No, yeah. literally. <laughs> that's funny. Um, what have been like the highlights of 840 West for you guys? Like favorite moments or even just like little things? Like why do you like being a part of this record label and doing it every day? I think for me, we work so hard on throwing a show and being able to be there and see everyone just have like, it's so cheesy, but like have a really good time. And like, we're all, everyone on the team's kind of able to like take a step back and be like, okay, we just did this and it turned out great. And just, I think just like the final product of our annual show is like the reason why I'm still here and like doing it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's such a rewarding feeling. Absolutely, yeah. I think this is gonna sound so stupid, but literally my favorite moment was walking into the classroom we meet in every Monday night. And there's a stack of stickers with our new logo on it. I was like, <laughs> yes. And the hats. I got We've so excited. made it. <laughs> we got hats. Um, I feel like once you have merch, like, you're legit. Totally. Uh, that's just kind of my theory. <laughs> um, that's very true. No, but this year has really just been, like, finally. It's mm-hmm. reaching what we wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, it's spread. Like, the word has been spread. We have so many awesome freshmen and sophomores who are getting involved this year, too. So, like, we know it's going to go on after we leave. I mean, thankfully, we have another year. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think just seeing this idea finally come into its full form has been awesome. Well, yeah, especially since you guys, like, were the founders. That's so cool to see it, like, grow and see other people getting excited about it. Like, that's just, like, the best feeling, like, having other people enjoy or, like, enjoy consuming the thing that you created if that no, makes totally. sense like, exactly yeah no I was in I was in like a class at GE the other day and I like looked over like someone's shoulder in front of me and they had an 840 West sticker on their computer and I was like yeah like oh that's so that's, cute. that's dope yeah. I was like that's that's dope yeah. that's really cute yeah it was nice What has been, like, some of the biggest challenges in starting 840 Um, I think initially just butting heads mm-hmm. with the seniors who had been here for four years. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to get this thing running off the ground during COVID. And they're also thinking about their futures. Yeah. We're two young freshmen and we just, like, <laughs> want to get involved. So. Yeah. Um. So definitely, like, initially the transition from being online our whole freshman year into being in person. And those two seniors actually ended up staying an extra semester. Oh. So we work with them in person, too. Um, and, yeah, I think just all trying to have the same idea for what the trajectory of this club is. Um, like we said earlier, we offer um, distribution services. And so initially it was like, do we want to 
require the artists we work with to use this distribution service so we can get a percentage? Or should it just be like, we want to gain experience, so let's help them out, mm-hmm. even if they don't want to distribute through us? Mm-hmm. So there was conversations about that last year. Eventually, we just decided, like, we're here to help. We yeah. just want to do what we can. Um, I'd say that's yeah, I probably think the most major thing. That was definitely a major thing. I feel like there was a there was a lot of times where me and Katie would like have calls after our meetings and be like, do we still want to do this? Like this is not what we thought it was. There was a lot of there was just like a lot of stress and just like animosity towards everyone in the group for no reason. It was just people not agreeing with mm-hmm. with other opinions and just being like very like heavy what's that word called like um hot-headed hot-headed and just not working together and like this is a group thing we all started this together Mm -hmm. and it's like I feel like at times since me and Katie were like the young freshmen Mm -hmm. our voices did not get heard yeah and so that was definitely a challenge but I feel like since we've all kind of like we all had to sit down and talk about it and be like okay the goal is to help people and that's what we're gonna do right and I think since then things have gotten better but it was it was a little scary at the beginning because I was like I love this and I love what we've created but I don't know if I want to be part of this anymore totally yeah that's a lot to ask to like I don't know like get a cut from people especially when they're like just starting out their careers Mm -hmm. I feel like but um how do you guys like deal with like the finances I guess if you don't get a cut from them like do they or like I don't know how to even ask this question like if they have or if they need help with um like setting up a live show for example like Mm -hmm. do you guys pay out of pocket for the venue or like how does that or like who's paying for what at that point so if it's the artist's request to do a show, they're paying. Okay. Um, that's for what this I would event assume. we have yeah. next week that's sponsored by 840, that comes from member dues. Okay. Sponsorships. Sponsorships. Things like that. Merch yeah. sales. Yeah. yeah. Merch sales. Yeah. Totally. Um, so, yeah. And then when it comes to distribution, we we don't take anything. It's their music. Yeah. They wrote it. We just want to help. It. We're like... Yeah. We're, we're getting something by gaining experience. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's how I look at it. At no, least, totally. Don't want a Scooter Braun situation on exactly. our end. Definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> uh, so who are your guys' sponsors? Now I'm intrigued. So for our show next Wednesday, we have Handle and Be Real okay. as our sponsors, which <gasps> will be super cool. Yeah, I'm excited about that. They'll have little booths at the back of the show. That's so Yeah, we can get some free stuff, which will be fun. Everyone loves Be Real. Totally. And Handle. And Handle. I'm obsessed with both. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Frequent user. <laughs> you should have a few artists just, like, take some Be Reals on stage. Oh, we should do that. That's brilliant. We're going to, like, talk to our team about that. Yeah. Thanks for that, Chloe. Thanks no so. problem. I love marketing. <laughs> Idea machine. Literally. I love it. What can I say? <laughs> um, so, do you guys have any future plans for 840 West? Like, what can we expect from you guys? Are there any specific goals that you're trying to accomplish like what does the future hold yeah I mean definitely more shows to come we're doing this insomnia show for the second year in a row it's like Halloween theme it'll be super fun mm-hmm. um so that's kind of the one we've made ours for fall um and come spring I think we're just gonna try to do a lot more pop-up shows mm-hmm. um we also have a live team lead Amanda she's great um she is also on concerts committee so she really knows what she's doing she um loves throwing live shows together she's just like the go-to and i think 
all of us working together in the spring to kind of bring out more pop-up shows and hopefully get like our spring show down too since we have our fall show down um is kind of what's next Mm -hmm. yeah totally i think also just like reaching out to more artists and working with more artists and growing this this community more because like we were talking about it was it was like four people two years ago and now it's 50 people so stay on that track and keep and keep 840 West alive at USC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, a few of us have been going into um, the pop program classes. So okay, for the music kids that are performing, they're either in like contemporary pop or like jazz classical. Mm-hmm. So we work more with contemporary. So we've been going into their classrooms recently and just kind of doing a little spiel at the end of the class about who we are. We're here to help. Um, when... It really is so crazy that, like, we're all at Thorn. Like, it's a big deal. Like, these kids are so talented. Like, mm-hmm. best of the best. Like, I remember in high school, like, if you even got an audition for Thorn, you were, like, people were, like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, it was crazy. It was a huge deal. So being able to work on what we want to do with the rest of our lives with these musicians now who we'll definitely be working with down the line is already such a good opportunity. And just to keep doing that, I think, is, like, good for good for everyone it's a win-win definitely Mm -hmm. also this is like so random but when you guys were talking about it it made me think of it can anyone join 840 west or do you have to specifically be a music industry student anyone can join as long as you have a passion for music and you want to work with these artists anyone can be part of it like on my team i think there's one music industry kid and that's it yeah and it's it's amazing yeah that's great that's what i love about usc like everyone like has their niche thing but then they can like also go and do something completely different but still like apply the same skills yeah and then everyone comes together and it's just like so cool to see i don't know no it really is yeah i have a i have one girl on my team she is awesome she is a neuroscience major super into music she saw this club she was like okay like i'll apply roller skates to class I think it's the coolest thing oh ever. my god I love that comes in with her roller skates every night I've never seen that oh she's so cool I'm gonna look out for it now yeah I, I want to roller idea. skate to class I would make going to class so much more enjoyable so fun if only I could roller skate and like the fun yeah true you could pull off with the roller skate mm-hmm. like a little theme moment oh my god you could be zooming past everyone I'm getting so excited now like I'm gonna go buy a pair of impalas after this <sighs> it's gonna happen I might have to join you oh yeah <laughs> So if you're new to Perspective, we do a little speed round of questions so you can get to know our guests on the podcast on a more personal level. And because Perspective is an extension of Spec Magazine, a fashion, lifestyle, culture, and wellness publication at USC, we like to frame the questions regarding those topics. So Katie and Alana, just answer with whatever comes to mind. Okay. Okay. Favorite current playlist title? Okay, mine's called Room. Very simple. It's all the good stuff that I listen to in my room. And I I feel like I have a very um, distinct taste in music. Like, I okay. feel like people look at me and they're like, oh, yeah, like, I know what she listens. Like, it's pretty obvious just by looking <laughs> at me. But it's just, like, all my weird music that not a lot of people like. Yeah. But I do. And I listen mm. to it in my room on my speaker. So, Room. That's mine. It. It's a good good title right super simple keep it simple reminds me of harry's house like totally that's kind of what i was going for actually Mm -hmm. i love some harry so do i (laughs) let me tell you oh yeah boy do i love that man um yeah i have a couple i'd say my favorite right now 
I have a place called Cats and Dogs. It's just mm-hmm. like what I want to listen to when it's raining outside. It's like really that depressing. makes like, a lot of sense. Alex G, like Field Medic, like probably never heard of those but um i'm not the most well-versed in music no no no, i'm sure our listeners but those are just like obscure to people who even like music like just anything like it's such a specific like indie vibe that like it's like phoebe bridgers love she's like she's like the queen of that she is she's the queen of cats and dogs exactly she really is the queen of cats and dogs if you think about it like she is god i love her See, I knew you guys would have, like, really good playlist titles. That's why I asked. <laughs> um, favorite season to dress for? I've been thinking about this personally a lot, so. Just fall. fall. 100% fall. But it's not, not even this. fall right now. It's literally 90 degrees. Literally. I know, but it's, like, I think the idea that, like, sometimes you can wear a really cute, like, vintage shirt or throw a vintage sweater on top. It, like, you know, it the goes layering. with the... Yeah, the layers. I haven't I been able love... to layer in, like, this 90-degree heat. Oh, I love layering. Yeah. So okay. do I. It's just, like, there's so much more creativity there. Agreed. The versatility. Oh. Agreed. I love it. Um, Spotify or Apple Music? Spotify. So I was an Apple Music girl until about a month ago. No <laughs> I switched over because I was like, if I'm going into the music industry, I need to have Spotify. This is absurd at this point. And now I'm Spotify all the way. Justify for Apple Music. <laughs> no one likes Apple Music. I mean, I use Apple Music. I'm. I'm I loved maybe it. I'm I loved it for like until a month ago. Yeah. And then I, I just you know it's something new and exciting. Yeah, but I will say, I think I like Apple Music because I've never really used Spotify. Like I That's, don't know. Well, that was like, my what's argument there. too. You're that was my argument. You know, yeah. Sure. And also Spotify, like there's so many unique features like you can make a shared playlist that's um, what i really like. the recommendations that spotify gives you are just so much better yeah um and yeah it i know it's better but i use Apple i know spotify. i feel you that was my argument for so long but i feel like one day you'll yeah you'll cross the bridge and you'll never go back totally you're comfortable with what you know <laughs> and then you'll find spotify and you'll be forced to listen to it i don't know how that's gonna happen it's It'll happen. It will. It, it will. <laughs> Maybe when I just have like a lot of time on my hands and I can like transfer everything over. That yeah, was my like a summer project. I, I still haven't transferred my playlist, and I have like solid gold in there. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a system that does it for you. Agreed. There should be. I was just thinking about that. There needs to be like a software that does that for you, right? Yeah. Like or an like Apple you know software. who should start that is like Spotify to like get. Um, Apple Music users to switch over. Brilliant. Wow. So I'm just spitting out the idea. Maybe I should keep that to myself and not put that out there in case they someone... Keep it from Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you guys play any instruments? I know... I'm pretty sure you both do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I extremely mediocrely play um, guitar and piano, but singing was my thing. You're a good singer. Thank An you. insane singer. <laughs> I wish you like sang more. Thanks, guys. I remember your um, our senior, what was it called? Senior solos at school, and you sang, and I watched it on my TV because it was on Zoom, and I'm like, she's crazy. I love oh her. <laughs> but yeah, so, well, so talented. You're one to talk. My God. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, I play. I play bass, um, classical in the past but now I've been playing bass for my best friend Lily Forte um she's been having a lot of shows across LA so I I get to go and play with her and it's been really fun um but yeah I would say bass is like my main thing I like play the guitar and I like play violin but I don't like play them you know yeah 
this girl on the bass is like the coolest thing I've ever seen. Oh. Wait, yeah, that's such a yeah, sick instrument to play. <laughs> it's so much fun. I love I'm it. Learn it. And my, I, I just got a new bass. It's like baby blue. Ooh, it's so pretty. So like, I'm trying to play it a lot. <laughs> that's so cool. Um, oh, this one's for you specifically, Katie. Oh What's your go-to ice cream in LA? Oh, ice cream place. Yeah. Does frozen yogurt count? Yeah, it does. Big chill. Oh, yeah. I knew you were going to say that. You that put co- me on big chill. <gasps> you put me on it. And and it's like, I remember, like, people would always post on Instagram, like, their picture of, like, the yogurt in front of the big neon sign. Uh-huh. And I was like, what is this place? Like, what? I know. And then I tried it. And now I'm... <laughs> You're humbled. <laughs> My God, so it's good. worth the hype. It is. It's 100%. Um, who's the coolest person you guys have met, like, in the music industry? Because I feel like you guys definitely... Or you're, or I know Katie at least is always going to like concerts, and I'm like, surely you're so meeting Lana. some cool I go people. With, yeah, I'm sure there. you. I go with both of you. Yeah, my parents drive us like yeah. all the time. It's so Aww. cute. They were our right to outside bands. <laughs> That's oh, adorable. Yeah. <laughs> they're so slay. Um, oh my God, they're so cool. I would say mine would be Marlene Succi. She is the epitome of a like music badass woman. Like I. I so look up to her. She's at CAA and I just like, I met her through my dad and her daughter's in the music industry program with us. Um, her name's Ashlyn. And she's just like what I want to be one mm-hmm. day. She's just like a badass in music and I love it. Seriously, there's something about like seeing, they do like the women in music billboard, some sort of list. Yeah. And it's just so cool to scroll through that and like see what all these people are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah coolest person in music I've met okay probably I can't remember how to say her last name it's Cheryl Paglieri I think she is also at an agency she's at UTA talent buyer there um I actually met her backstage at the Dominic Fike show for um what's the spring conquest Mm -hmm. the show concerts committee does and also just like dope girl boss like Mm -hmm. just young already has such a career for herself her, like her best friend is Post Malone I'm like oh. I just want to hang out with her like, yeah that's so yeah. cool oh I love like meeting people like in your industry like oh it's just like I want to talk to them and like literally. sit them down and be like what did you do to get here <laughs> exactly tell me, tell me every single step gatekeep a thing <laughs> yeah um what's your favorite article of clothing shoes jackets mm. that's good one. I'm a big jacket yeah. girl I would say mine. I'm going to answer these with you now. Yeah, you are. Mine is a vest. Ooh, I was going to wear a sweater I vest today, and I took it off. I love a vest. I love a vest. I have this one that's, like, reversible, Ooh. and it's, like, tan, and then the other side is this, like, red bandana print. Oh, my God. Is it a, thing is it a sweater vest? No, it's, like, a... Like a vest vest. vest. That's yeah. dope. Like a winter oh, vest. I love I love Yeah, you know that. what I'm talking about? So cute. Yeah, I love that. Um, do you guys do anything, like, daily to maintain good mental health? I should. No. Um. <laughs> I feel like my routine has changed since coming to school. Yeah. Um, when I'm sure. home, I love my Peloton. And I think that honestly helps me so much because I'm one of the most anxious people to walk this planet. Like, I just am. Like, every second I'm thinking of 50 other things. And whenever I would, like, do my little Peloton ride and my little, like, Harry Styles 20-minute abs, like, I felt so much better. But I can't do that here yeah, because I'm so busy. So I feel like, I honestly feel like listening to music is, like, my way of, it's like therapy for me. Like, this morning I was stressed out, so I just played the entire new Arctic Monkeys album and suddenly I feel better. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. For sure. Um, 
I definitely have things I say I'm going to do daily that I don't do every day. Um, But overall, love journaling, just getting my thoughts out. It's like an app on my phone I just use Mm because so I just have it handy. Mm -hmm. Um, Exercising. Don't do it every day, but I feel better when I do. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, Yeah. And then also music. It's always been an outlet for me. Um, Yeah, that's it. All right, favorite class at USC. I feel like music industry, you get to take the coolest classes. So I'm looking forward to this answer. Right now we're in a sick class. It's music industry 425. I think that's my favorite class. Absolutely. It's live music, production, and promotion. Basically, the final project is throwing your own concert. Um, And that's like your grade. Your grade is how well your concert comes out. That's my favorite class too, because I get to attend all the concerts. Yeah, Yeah. you do. (laughs) Um, That's been awesome. And even while planning, like we're still doing super cool stuff. Like yesterday we went on a tour of the Shrine. Oh, Right across cool. the campus. We did the Novo a couple weeks ago. Um, it, it's really the greatest class ever. Yeah, we had... That's so cool and valuable. Exactly. Like, it it's really literally real-world experience that, like, I feel like classes don't really focus on as much these days. Yeah, because yeah. we can learn about this stuff in, like, a little cold room. Yeah. And then you go in and you're walking up all these stairs and going to, like, load in and load out. I've, I've never seen that until we went on a tour. So it really is valuable. Yeah. It's because, like we're being presented something in class and then we go get to see it in person like that's and that's where the that's where we like learn I yeah think. oh for sure when totally. mike's like what's that what's that i'm like that's a ghost light upstage <laughs> <laughs> so left point <laughs> <laughs> okay lastly i can only imagine that you guys have been to like probably over 300 concerts so what has been like your favorite live performance that you've attended oh my gosh that's such a tough one I feel like people ask me this a lot and my answer changes. Same. So I feel like my answer is going to change right now. Yeah. Because they just like... Okay, I kind of have a tied top two, if that's okay. Oh, of course. Okay, one, Outside Lands last year, Vampire Weekend. One of the best sets I've ever seen. Just, I love Vampire Weekend. Like, they're probably in my top five. And I'd never seen them live. Got last minute tickets to Outside Lands. pushed Pushed our way up to the front. Like... Just the serotonin boost from that was incredible. <laughs> so good. Um, and then the other one that ties is, so Jack Antonoff, his producer, he has his own band called Bleachers. Um, he also was in the band Fun and Steel Train. Okay. I was going to say, I feel like I know that name. And yeah. now he produces for like Taylor Swift in the 1975, Lord. He's Lana awesome. Del Rey. Lana Del Rey, yeah. He um, did a little side project called Red Hearse was the band. It was him and two other guys. And they released one album. It was like eight songs, and they did a pop-up show at the Moroccan Lounge in LA, which is a tiny little theater. That's crazy. And the three of them sat at like a kitchen table on stage, and That's with so cool. one of them with like a little DJ board, the other with a microphone, I think, and one had a laptop. And it was like it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. And the it, Moroccan Lounge is like the coolest place ever. So exactly, I when you're in a insane. setting that tiny with that yeah. kind of music, it yeah, incredible. That's so cool. I think I have a two, like a top two as well, yeah. tied moment. My first, I saw, um, they're both my favorite bands, so this like works out perfect. But I saw The Strokes probably 10 years ago. I was like a child <laughs> at the Wiltern. And it was, I remember it was the day before I was supposed to leave for Hawaii with my family. And I was like, I have a headache. I don't want to go. Like, I don't know why, because me now, I would... I would like do anything 
but we went and it was amazing and I was the youngest person there by far and I remember <laughs> they were playing um, Someday which was my favorite song at the time it still is like it's a classic and I was so like short with like everyone else and I, this one guy just picked me up and put me on his shoulders and I had no idea who he was and I lost my family at this point oh and gosh. there's a video of me and you can just see it progressively get higher and higher and I was just like that is a moment I'll never forget that's awesome that's so, so cute that was really cute and then I saw the Arctic Monkeys at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery and I just felt like I was reborn like there's nothing else to say that venue is magical magical wait what is that venue it's the Hollywood Cemetery. Yeah, it's like—is like it a lawn literally in the middle a cemetery? Of cemetery. cemetery oh, like, I don't know if I like that. Oh, it's—I didn't think I would like it. It's cool. It's insane. It's beautiful. Yeah, but it's kind of spooky. It's yeah, like I was gonna say all the Hollywood spirits are like dancing with you. Very spooky. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Who did Fred again? Had a show there recently. I'm like, that's yeah. a weird place for like. A I rave. saw that. <laughs> Wait, really weird. <laughs> really odd. Almost like, I don't know, disrespectful. <laughs> no, that's what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> just like the frat boy flick on top of the dead people. Oh my god, <sighs> so good. <laughs> the frat boy flick, so good. <laughs> I didn't know that had a name. I think is that a name? I may have just coined it. I think she just coined it, guys. As you of, heard it here first. Yeah. 1246 p.m. on Friday, <laughs> October 21st, I have coined the phrase frat, frat boy, boy flick. It's perfect. It works. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to the end of episode three. Katie and Alana, I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation today, getting to know the story around 840 West a little bit more and what running a record label really takes. Um, with that being said, make sure to follow 840west.usc on Instagram to get updates about what this student-run record label is up to. Also, follow Spec Mag USC on Instagram to get updates about new upcoming episodes for season two. Thank you, Katie and Alana. I'm so excited to see where 840 West takes you. Yay, thank you, thank you Chloe. Of course. All right. Well, I'm your host, Chloe Kopsky. Thanks for listening to season two, episode three. Be back soon with another episode with an interesting USC student. Yeah.